Welcome to the York County Economic Alliance podcast, produced in partnership with BizNews PA. I'm Joel Berg, editor and founder of BizNews PA. Today, we're talking about real estate with John Berkland of Rock Commercial Real Estate, Jason Phillips of Caldwell Banker Realty, and Shana Tarasso, Chief Executive Officer of the Realtors Association of York and Adams County, also known as RAYAC. So let's start with an over- overview of the market. John, why don't you start with the, uh, what you're seeing in the commercial market, the office, industrial, and retail markets in New York County? Yeah, happy to. Thank you. Again, I'm John Berkland. I'm a brokerage advisor with Rock Commercial Real Estate. And what we're seeing in the York County commercial, the commercial real estate markets, is, is kind of a bucking of trends from the national. Uh, I think this is the most stark uh, difference is in the office markets. If you're listening to the, the national news, you're hearing about uh, you know, 20% vacancies. That, it's a uh, crisis. It's a crisis, exactly. It's built to be a crisis. It's a, uh, um, Atlanta, San Francisco, Chicago, Denver. There, there's empty office buildings. They're vacant. What do we do with them? You know, are we just going to convert them to residential? Uh, and certainly nationally, you know, we are seeing about you know, 18, almost 19% vacancy in those, overall in those markets. But York County as a percentage is not an office market. It really is. It only has only about 10% of all of the commercial real estate is dedicated office, and a good bit of that's medical. So um, we're not, we don't have that kind of exposure. And instead of 18 or 19% vacancy rates, York County right now is, is seeing about 4% vacancy rates, which is extremely strong. So uh, we're, we're not seeing that lack of demand, quite conversely. Now, we are seeing that they're, off, they're occupied, offices are occupied, and we're seeing transaction volume, but we're seeing smaller offices at a higher class. So people are downsizing and upgrading in their offices as they're realizing maybe offices is not as essential that this hybrid and remote work environment or this transition into that kind of paradigm is, has affected York to some degree, but the vacancy rates are still very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, second industrial, York is an industrial market. Well, it is not an office market, it is very much an industrial market. Um, 68% of all of about 130 million square feet of commercial real estate in York County, about 68% of that is industrial properties. Um, industrial overall nationally is very strong as we see e-commerce um, and also the supply chain and how we do business, how we buy things, how we basically how we live our lives and we do we shop has changed and really put stress on distribution, uh, which is We've got warehouses at about 3.6 national vacancy, which is extremely low, historically low. Even more so in York County, it's 2.48% vacancy. So if you're looking for an industrial property, it, it is a hard task. It is a tough road to hoe because it, it's it's just not out there. People are looking, a lot of demand, and but not quite, it's starting to cool a little bit. We saw Amazon uh, nationally scrap about 42 projects at about 25 million square feet. As they're starting to see the retail, that e-commerce slow down a little bit. So it is it is starting to taper a little bit, but it's still very strong. Um, so we're, we're getting back into normalcy, but we're way up. We're, we're historic numbers right now. So it's, it's an interesting time in that regard. And retail has kind of held its own. It's been very steady. There were a lot of concerns. I said, as a consumer is starting to, uh, to, to start to pull back on their spending, as that pandemic money starts to run out, um, there was concerns about that. Obviously, inflation, what that's doing to cost of goods, what it's causing. You know, your, your household budgets are being stressed by you know, going to the grocery store and seeing pricing up 15, 20, 30% on certain items. So retail brick and mortar was concerned, but uh, and, and I said e-commerce hit $1 trillion in sales. That's unprecedented. That's a record for 2022. 
but we haven't seen that reflect back into brick and mortar retail. They're still out there. There's some changing some of the older group, you know, Bed Bath and Beyond. Uh, <clears throat> what was the other one that just went out? Bed Bath and Beyond. Well, of course, uh, Toys R Us. These bigger, kind of more arca uh, archaic, outdated concepts are are going up, but, but they're cycling right back in. So this is getting picked up, and we're only seeing about five and a half percent vacancy mm -hmm. uh, in York County with with retail. And you're, we're still seeing people build. They're still developing. They're still adding to that inventory, which is always a good sign. Yeah. And you want to get to the residential market, but I do want to ask one one question on the retail side. Uh, what do you see as the future of the Galleria in New York? You, we've seen malls in Harrisburg yeah. and Lancaster <laughs> being redeveloped, you know, one yeah. being demolished, the Harrisburg Mall. Um, sure. And yes, there's the casino, there's the storage at the Galleria, but what do you see as the future there? There's a lot of parking space that seems there, to be there is a lot of parking spaces. And I think really, um, yeah, 20 years ago, they would have thought you're crazy to put a casino into a mall or, or storage units into a mall. But that's the way it's going to be creative. And I think it's going to be, uh, it'll be imaginative uses. Uh, is it be an entertainment like the casino? Uh, it's a concern residential. We've seen some projects go in to have that residential because then you can have, if you can combine entertainment, shopping, and residential, then you've got almost like a lifestyle setting. You can actually live, work, and be, and be self contained, especially if it's a senior community. So I think before or even medical, you see, because you've got that parking. So a lot of opportunities and, and now I think people are opening up their minds to uses they never would have considered before. So will this be strictly retail? I, I don't think so. I think you're going to see a myriad of uses. It's going to become more of a compound uh, that I would not be surprised at all to see it contain some residential. Are you seeing any signs from the current owners that they are looking to, uh, to, to bring those different uses, perhaps residential, to the Galleria? Uh, nothing definitive yet. I, I think though, if they got a solid offer to do it, they, they'd certainly look hard at it. I think it'd be crazy not to. They're gonna. I think they'll entertain any type of uses that can make that can transform that into uh, what it's going to be. But the, uh, the old mall idea is outdated, yeah. and it's. I mean, clearly we've seen the, that that genre of shopping and that retail experience die. But it is. It'll kind of. It's uh, like from caterpillar to butterfly kind of thing, and it will. It'll change. That's what they call butterfly commons. Yeah. The old cat plant because right. it. It's it. it, it metamorphosized into what it's going to be now. So, yeah. and I see, uh, I see that happening. I don't think it'll stay dark. I think that it, uh, they'll find a creative use for it and, uh, and yeah, it'll come back. Great. Well, thank you, John. Absolutely. So let's talk about the residential real estate markets in China. We'll start with you. You can talk a little bit about your county as a whole. And then John, uh, Jason, will talk about, um, about the city in particular, but um, Shana, tell us about the state of the York County real estate market. I know it's not the same as it was. <laughs> Sure. So in York County, we are seeing um, price appreciation. So right now, the median home sale price in York County is $255,000. It's the highest we've, median home sale price we've ever recorded in the history of York County. That's 9% increase over last year, and it's a 27% increase over 2022, or excuse me, 2020 rather. Uh, we are seeing, though, a decline in the number of home sales, particularly because we simply don't have enough homes to sell. If we had more houses that would come onto the market, I guarantee we would see a lot more home sales out there. Um, to put that into perspective, right now, the median days on market is five wow. in York County, uh, which is an extremely fast moving market. In fact, it's so fast. Last month, uh, York County gained the notoriety of being ranked the fastest selling housing market in the entire country. So that's how quickly homes are selling in our community. 
So what do you see as the, uh, well, before we get to the future, let's talk about the city in particular. I know that's been a focus of attention for people for many years, trying to develop the city, develop homeownership rates in New York City. Jason, what are you seeing in the city in particular? I'm, I'm seeing definitely the need, the need for housing. That's definitely um, really obvious right now, working with clients. Um, just not the inventory, the inventory is low, but people are definitely gaining interest in moving into the city. Um, again, as I mentioned earlier, with a lot of things that's going on downtown, a lot of you know, newer developments going on, people looking more into getting to the city, They can because the affordability is there, the price point is there. Um, I'm, I've really been surprised lately by how many out of town individuals I've seen coming to the city, investors. Um, unfortunately, that's not, you know, I, I like to see more homeowners locally, but I'm seeing a lot of individuals, investors coming from other areas because of our price points taking advantage of it. So it'd be nice to see a lot of more local individuals taking advantage of those opportunities. We have, um, Sean mentioned the price depreciation in York County as a whole. What's been the price depreciation in the city itself? It has appreciated the city. Um, I don't have the exact numbers offhand, I apologize, but I know now the um, medium home sale price in the city is 127000 versus last year was 119000 So it has increased over the, over the past year. And I would think years ago, it was probably in the five figures, right? Under 100000 Oh, absolutely. When I first started, we were still getting, we was getting homes for 70000 mm-hmm. you know, even 60 or so. You may have to do some work done to it, but now those numbers just aren't happening. People are still looking for them. Like, hey, can I see something? Something like those, those days are gone. So. Yeah, are people surprised by that? Because yeah, I think yeah, the perception has always been that exactly. homes in New York are pretty cheap, yeah, right? Yeah. 60 to 70000 yeah. bucks, but now it's six it's, figures. It's, yeah, it's not happening. You know, I've yeah. ran into some people I haven't seen in a couple of years. Like, hey, you still got them houses for 70? I'm like, no, days are gone. So. So yeah, one of the um, concerns that the policymakers have had over the years is, especially recently, is the affordability of housing, and that many people are priced out, especially you know, um, for you know, teachers, you know, firefighters, police officers, nurses, people who are working in occupations that are necessary, but they can't always afford homes in the markets where, where they work. Are you what efforts or what do you see as potentially um, helping to fix that in New York, um, Jason? What are, are you seeing anything as far as um, what efforts do you think are being made to make housing more affordable? And are they working? Um, I'm not sure on the specific um, measure being taken to make them more affordable, mm-hmm. um, but I know there's a lot of programs now that are assisting individuals with um, financially, um, making awareness, just making uh, um, opportunities of home ownership or more, more awareness. Um, I know React does a lot of, you know, has a lot of programs as far as just kind of introducing Realtors and consumers putting them at the same table, just having conversations on what it takes to acquire home ownership. So I know that's that's being a lot more focused nowadays. Yeah. Um, I'll say so. One of the one of the issues is that we do have there's a lot of great programs out there. For example, there's a program in York called the Down Payment um, Closing Cost Assistance Program (YHAP), and you can get up to ten thousand dollars in down payment and closing cost assistance to purchase a home if you're at a certain median household income. The issue has been, because the housing market has been so tight and homes moving so quickly, when you have those special contingency programs as part of your offer to purchase a property, you're being outbid. You're being outbid by cash buyers, you're being outbid by individuals who might be getting a conventional loan without those same additional inspection contingencies that are necessary. So unfortunately, we have those programs that are out there for individuals to take advantage of, but because of the current state of the housing market, they aren't able to get their offers accepted because of the special contingencies related to them. Mm-hmm. And especially with, with time too, we have fast things are moving. People just don't really 
mm-hmm. sellers are just want cleanest offer they can get. Right, they, they don't want their house on the market, even for six days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you see as helping or potentially easing that inventory crunch? Um, and we'll start with, and I want to talk about the industrial crunch for, at one point, but let's talk mm-hmm. about the housing crunch. What do you mm-hmm. see potentially easing that supply shortage maybe in the months and years ahead? So one of the things that will definitely help to ease the supply piece of it, and some, some people may find this interesting, is if we see a decrease in the mortgage rates. So right now, um, mortgage rates are about 6.75% for a fixed 30 year. And most individuals who owned a home, if they hadn't refinanced prior to 2020, they refinanced in 2020 because the mortgage rates were so low. And then they refinanced and they locked in at below a three. So now we're in this position where we have much of our existing sellers who are locked in at mortgage rates below a 3%. So if they were going to sell their home, which they would do quickly and they would get an appreciated price for it. But then they're going to be faced with, well, they need a mortgage to purchase their next house. They're going to pay double the interest rate and they're going to pay higher housing prices. So a lot of sellers are looking at that and saying, you know what, I'm going to make the conscious decision to stay in my home, keep keep my fixed rate and just make home improvements to meet my new needs of my family. And so if we were to see a deceleration in terms of our mortgage interest rates, that could help to increase the amount of sellers who'd be willing to put their house on the market. And the other method to solve this is that, yes, we do need residential housing construction in our community. Our population is growing. The number of households versus the rate of new home construction has the number of new households coming in has outpaced the number of new homes that are being built at this point so york is a very attractive place to live work play and learn people want to live here we're a desirable place and we need to figure out how we can grow our housing stock while still maintaining the um, quality of life that our individuals like like our open space as well yeah so what is holding back new construction of housing do you feel in york so we have definitely seen an increase in the number of building permits that have been issued but back in 2005 the number of building permits issued in that year was about 2600 versus what it was in 2021 was just a little over a thousand so you're building you know a third of where we were back in 2005 and there's a lot of things that you know are related to that you know we call it the four l's when we talk about new construction we talk about land Obviously, the availability of land is finite, and the availability of land where you have access to, you know, public sewer, public water, um, all that infrastructure that is necessary to support a new home community is even smaller in terms of what percentage of land might be available. We talk about um, lumber have substantially increased the cost of new home construction. At one point in 2021, they were reporting that the lumber costs in added up to about $36,000 in additional costs to a new home, um, you know, pricing it out from where they might be able to purchase it. We talk about um, labor. I think that's not unknown, is that in all different skilled laborers across our community, we have scarcity and we are looking for that skilled labor forces. We're looking for those skilled laborers in the new home construction market as well. And finally, we talk about legislation. 
Um, you know, one of the best things about Pennsylvania is we're a commonwealth and we have local government control. One of the worst things about Pennsylvania is we're a commonwealth and we have local government control. So in York County, we have 72 municipalities and all the land use planning decisions are made at that local level. That's 72 different subdivision and land development plans that you need to be aware of and what you can and cannot do. And, you know, with the cost of stormwater management having gone up, um, you know, on average, it takes from the start to finish to your breaking ground on a new home construction community, two years, mm -hmm. two years. How does that compare to say before the recession when it was, at, you know, 3000 permits a year? So I, the, the, the length of time was about the same, okay. but when you look at Pennsylvania, two years till you're starting to build a home versus in Texas, six months. Wow. Um, those are substantially different and if yeah. you're you know a national builder you're looking at those things mm -hmm. because a lot can change in a two-year time period right. yeah the market can change on the dime sometimes yeah, interest rates go up and down yep <laughs> so John talk about the industrial markets um, one of for a second I know obviously we have a low vacancy there as well which is again tight inventory but I'm curious one of the things that we often hear in your county whenever a new warehouse is proposed and there's been many new warehouses proposed some more controversial than others <laughs> um, is that there's all these warehouses and they're empty um, because you, right, people see a lot of them going up um, what do you think leads to that perception that we have all these warehouses that are sitting empty why do we need another one on this on this particular field right. no I, I i've heard that as well but uh, it's simply not the truth with 2.48 percent vacancy what we're looking at that's 97 and a half percent of them are filled um now what could have been a perception when the industrial market was red hot and like i said it's starting to cool down a little bit but when it was red hot they would builders or uh, they would developers would build on spec Mm -hmm. Meaning that they, they would build it without having a tenant in hand. They would build it kind of what I call a field of dreams, build it, they will come. That I, if I build this, there's enough demand out there that I can go out and find a tenant. So that would be a case where you might see a vacant warehouse. But since things have started to cool down, uh, developers have kind of started to take that risk into account and now will wait to build that warehouse until they have a signed lease with a credit tenant. So you, there may have been some spec buildings that went up and say, well, that's vacant, that's empty, but it was filled pretty, I guarantee you it was filled pretty quickly. Um, Rock is a, a very much an industrial um, commercial real estate company. We do a lot of industrial deals and I can tell you there are not, there's not inventory, vacant inventory out there. We're looking, we're searching. It's very hard to come by. So uh, the perception is perhaps that they're just kind of building them like on spec just to build them, but that's not the case anymore and they're certainly not vacant. Yeah. Is there a challenge finding the space to build warehouses right now? I mean, again, that seems to be giving rise to some of the controversies nowadays. They're building them. You know, there's obviously the, the, the high profile one off of Route 30, Pennsylvania Avenue. That's that's near a cemetery. That's generating a lot of heat. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's going to be more controversy over the one in Canal Road when they start to build that. But now, I, Actually, I think that's what makes your kind of attractive from an industrial point of view is we do actually have a lot of land mm -hmm. uh, that's... that's um, available for industrial development along 83. Uh, typically what we see, and this happened on 81 with industrial, is they'll actually outbuild the labor market. That if they build too many industrial facilities, they don't have the staff to do it. And that's, they've stopped building on 81 because they basically outbuilt the labor market. And they realized they were still, that you just, if you build a new industrial facility, you had to offer 25, 50 cents more per hour because you wouldn't get the employees. You had to steal employees from the other businesses. So that, I think we're, we have a higher density but for um, so we could probably absorb more mm -hmm. uh, square footage, but it, it's coming. But we have the land to build it. Mm -hmm. We have the zoning that we can build. It. I think it uh, and we it, it's a very conducive place to build. The land is still pretty cheap. If you go to New Jersey, New York, 
um, even Lehigh Valley is higher than we are. Uh, so from uh, an affordability standpoint and land, no, I think it is, we will see continue to see some industrial uh, developments going on as it is. It's, it's, it makes sense to build them here just like, as long as the labor market can support it. Yeah, thank you, John. I want to get back to the future of the residential market, maybe to, to end, and that is, I know um, the National Association of Realtors is projecting turnarounds in sale volume, I guess, and slight decline in prices next year, is that, if I recall. Is that correct? Um, slight increase in prices slight next year. Slight increase in prices, right, slower than it's, but slowing down than what it has been, and then an increase in sales. What factors do you see contributing to that sort of, to that rebound in the, in the housing market? So those are from um, Dr. Lawrence Yoon, who's the chief economist of the National Association of Realtors, are his predictions is that in 2024, you're going to see a slight increase in median home sale price of about maybe 3% nationally, and the number of sales going up about 18% was, we already talked here in Newark, they're down 20% over last year. So um, one of the reasons I believe is behind that is hopefully at that point, we will have decelerated inflation and we will see a more normalization in our economy, and hopefully we're gonna see a deceleration in the need for the Fed to keep on increasing our interest rates out there, which I think if we start to see movement there, you might see some more sellers who might be willing to put their house on the market and um, more buyers definitely who are out there as shadow inventory who've been waiting you know, to get into this housing market because they've, you know, in some cases have been priced out because of the interest rates going up to where they have been. All right. Thank you, Shana. Yeah. One last question for all of you, and Jason, we'll start with you on this one. Um, we've been talking about a recession probably for six months, right, or with longer is around the corner. It hasn't happened. Um, how do you see that concern or, or maybe lessening concern about a recession since it hasn't materialized playing into this, the, the, the decisions of home buyers and also of commercial, um, uh, commercial buyers and commercial tenants? Jason? with home buyers is that all a factor there i think it's in the back of people's minds where people are still acting people are still moving on their needs and what what their family you know needs to move forward with and i'm um, just kind of taking a day at a time um if they need to move if it makes sense they're still making it happen and if need down the road they can refinance they're looking at those options but to get into the homes now they're not really letting the the thoughts and the talks of recessions really stop them at least from the you know city wise that i'm seeing so they're focused on their personal yeah, reasons for personal what, reasons. Yes, they're yeah, still going they're yeah, Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Jason. John, how about you? I don't really see uh, the fear of recession slowing down deal volume or flow. Mm -hmm. I, it, to me, it goes back to the cost of capital, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the financing. That's what's slowing up deals. It's mm -hmm. um, getting commercial real commercial rates are usually typically higher, a couple of hundred basis points higher than uh, residential. So we're seeing getting quote rates, you know, eight, nine, up to ten percent. Mm -hmm. And that that'll kill a deal really quickly because obviously if you're you're budgeted at six and your, your bank's coming back at ten, that's that deal's not going forward. Has that changed? That has have the bank terms been changing lately because of their concerns about the economy? Or there, there certainly has been some tightening. Uh, underwriting has gotten more because there there's definitely uncertainty in the market. And if there's anything banks don't like, it's uncertainty in the market. <laughs> Uh, so they have underwriting has definitely gotten tighter. Uh, we're seeing uh, lower loan to value, lower LTVs, loan to values. Uh, they're expecting uh, commercial buyers to come in with more money down. Uh, so they, they are yes, they're, they're kind of uh, hedging their risk. Banks, yeah. what banks do. Um, yeah. So in that regard, it's I don't think it's inflation as much as as the financing environment that that's causing uh, causing hiccups in our 
in our markets. Yeah, and the banks are probably hearing from the regulators to over concentrate in commercial real estate because of the national picture, even though the local market might be different, right? Absolutely. The regulators look yes. at the big everything, not. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it, it's, and well, and if they're, uh, yeah, the banks are in a tough position too with, with what they're holding and yeah. the change of interest rates from what they, you know, they have now to pay if you have on savings yeah. and the, the, I, the banks are also kind of in a pickle from where they are as well. So they're, I, I kind of feel for them as they're, uh, they're not having an easy time of it either. Yeah. Well, thank you, John. Yeah. And Sean, how about you? What, what are you hearing as, as, as far as the potential impact or the thoughts of a recession playing it on the, into the minds of buyers and the real estate market? So I would way? you know, agree with both John and what Jason already said is that I don't think it is the forefront of anybody's thoughts at this mm-hmm. moment in time. And there's, you know, often there's this phrase in real estate, is it a good time to buy? Depends on you. Yeah. What is your, you know, personal circumstances? Do you need to purchase a home? Do you have these family changing situations? Are you relocating? I mean, it's all up to you whether or not it's a good time to buy. It depends on you and your personal circumstances. All right. Well, thank you, Shana. All right. And thank you all very much. We appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on this edition of the York County Economic Alliance podcast produced in partnership with BizNews PA. Join us in August as we discuss the growing logistics industry in York County.